Thank you for tuning in Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic DC. DC, how the hell are you? Dude, I'm doing awesome. Dude, thank you Chicago. so much. Dude, Chicago, baby. What's going on there? I was, I was just there over Christmas, and it was eight degrees. Why? Why would you come to Chicago in Midwest middle winter? Dude, the family's there, man. It was, it was Christmas, uh, etc. Yeah, and then I come back and it was 50 degrees in New York. And I was like, yes. This is chose the right place. <laughs> so what's it like out there now? Is it warming up a little bit? It's not 8 you know, degrees it's anymore. You know, it's mild. Um, it, it's cool on the outside. Like, I mean, here's the thing. I am Canadian, so I'm technically uh, supposed to be accustomed to the cold, right? Okay. So I'm Canadian from the waist up. The waist up. <laughs> From the waist down, I'm West Indian, and my testicles say otherwise. My <laughs> testicles say, "Yo, bro, this is this is ass cold, man. What are you doing here? What the hell?" I'm sure so, there's sponsorship deals there. Do you have product where you're putting like Manscaped and shit? Like, it was so surprising <laughs> when I learned that like Manscaped is really all about the balls, and I'm like, can't our current like hair products do something about that? Like, are people really thinking about their ball hair or whatever? Well, I guess someone tried Nair before. I said, nope, that's not going to cut it. That's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's rethink the way that we package or package. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I put Icy Hot in that region one time just to, for shits and giggles, and it was the worst decision I ever made. You must have been a teen. I know, that's oh, not yeah. an adult thing. I'm yeah, the that's... most sensitive part of my deck, and I was like, oh, my Lord, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're getting a little bit too blue. I don't know. You could work clean. Are you a, are you a clean comic or no? I do. You know, I'm capable of like depending on the on the occasion. Like you know, if I'm if I'm at a, at a person's 70th birthday party, which I was recently, I'm not going to drop the M bomb and I'm not going to talk about these testicles, right? I just yeah. you got to know your audience, right? Seventy. But and so you did you did comedy for the seventy year old, etc. Okay, for all the seventy year olds. Well, <laughs> no, no. Here's okay. here's a learning by experience. So I accepted a gig, you know, private gig, good money, right? I couldn't turn it away during Christmas time. Just hey, birthday party. Uh, my sister's turned 70. The age range of people that are there are going to be between, between 19 and 70. I'm like, great. I got a spectrum. Gig from hell. I'll tell you that. It was a gig from hell. So, but like, I, I, I like enough... icy hot on the dick. The, the, <laughs> like the gig in front of the 70-year-olds and the 19-year-olds was different. Yeah. I should have washed my hands before I touched myself. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I showed up. And, um, and most of the people were of the age of the birthday person. So, wow. mental note. If you're going to do a birthday party or whatever event, understand that most of the guests are going to be the people of the same age, the person having the birthday. Ouch. And on top of that, they're old school Chicago, like black folk, old school Chicago. Yeah, I'm fun of my people, man. But, you know, they're very formal. Oh, so what do you have to do with your your act? It's I had had to adapt it. Like, you know, there's certain words had to, you you know, substitute in between like I had a joke about about being a chiropractor who also happened to be in a strip club by accident because I don't I don't do strip clubs but I got pulled into one anyway so I kind of uh mistook uh, or switched out the word um uh, mucked up for you know fucked up so okay. that's are, are you are a chiropractor yeah that's my training that's I've been doing that for 15 16 joke. years chiropractor Dude, I, in the strip club how the fuck do you think about that because you're like well I'm a chiropractor and I've gone to the strip clubs it's not that hard for you because you're a chiropractor but well, for me I'm just like that, how did somebody come up with this that's amazing well, I thought about this joke way back when, a couple of years ago, when I was in Singapore. I was like, man, this is an amazing bit, but I couldn't use that in that country because I because there's no strip clubs in Singapore, so there's no uh, context. So I wouldn't. So I was sitting on that for like a couple of years until you know, after COVID, when COVID happened, have a return to Chicago and and they started getting back into comedy again. And and then I just this is one of my strongest bits actually. Is just talk about being a 
being reluctantly pulled into strip club because you know i say reluctant because i'm a chiropractor yeah and uh because because I mean, uh, they're just always doing body contortion etc now the chiropractor has something to say about that well here's the thing about this like if i'm on the front of the stage and everybody else is you now throwing stacks on stage with the dancer saying yo shake that ass make that ass clap <laughs> I'm inclined to look at the stage going, is that dancer? Does she have scoliosis? I swear that's scoliosis. <laughs> right? I swear. I'm, so I'm waving a $50 bill, not for her to come to lap dance me, but to coach her because like, I want her. I want to help her, right? So that's. <laughs> but I love that too because you're like, I had to move back to to United States to be able to tell this joke. That's how yes. great this joke was. I had to move countries. Yeah, it's it's understanding the universe that you know universality of certain humor. So yeah. what works well in the United States doesn't necessarily work in Malaysia or <laughs> Singapore or Japan. So just uh, understanding comedy from a global perspective. It's been a trip so but, far. But DC Global, we follow him everywhere. He's DC Comedy on Instagram and on Twitter, DC Comedy as well. And so I'm gonna get you a follow because I'm gonna retweet all your funny stuff. That's what I do with the former guests. Until Ooh, until you were on this podcast, you weren't that to me. But with DC. With, with, <laughs> DC, it's like now it's like I can share the chiropractor in the strip club. And what one of the I have the comedians uh give me some topics and I love it because then I could choose a couple. And one of the ones you said was how teaching your kids how teaching your kids how to cuss properly. Now tell me how the fuck um, you know, should you be teaching kids to cuss? And what is a cut what's a proper way to cuss? Okay, first of all. <laughs> Okay, kids are gonna hear a cuss regardless if they hear it from home or not. Like yeah. it's I'm a we're pretty strict, not strict, but you know, stush from home, very I wouldn't say religious. I mean, we grew up in a certain faith, right? But I know full well when they go outside of school, she's gonna hear anything and everything. And she knows I'm a comedian yeah. and she's heard my stuff on she's heard my stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like let's like you know, she's make it clap. Now. You heard make it clap, she heard the strip club joke. Yeah, she knows everything now. So like, I just put it full out, and she knows that hey, dad's dad's comedian, and what I do on stage, like that's a character on stage. And I say I say crazy shit on stage that I will never say at home. So she understands that that delineation. Yeah. Um, but she still does not know how to swear. She still gets embarrassed, right? And I know full well that sooner or later she's going to be able to, you know, she's going to be in a setting where she has to call somebody a dick face or you know a motherfucker, <laughs> and you can say, baby girl, you gotta you gotta soften up the R's. You gotta you gotta drop the R. You can't say motherfucker or it's motherfucker. You know, she's like saying that. Dick face you... is funny. Yeah, dick, yeah, dick face. Like an, yeah, yeah, an awkward person saying dick face for the first time is hilarious. Well, she she knows how to do. She knows how to burn. She's real good at roasting. Oh, okay. But, get her to the next level to get her to be bullyproof. Yeah. It's really good cuss words just to, you know, just some good zingers that you know, tie with some English cussing with some American cussing yeah. and using the right vernacular, the right context. There's an art to it. Like, and do it it's with like, confidence. You got to do it with confidence. And so you're like, well, you got to practice. You got to let her practice at home, man. You let her practice. Got, if not, you're, well, you're clipping her wings, man. <laughs> dude, she, she, she practices in the car with me, not at home, not with mom's around. All right. <laughs> get, you know, I can't, I can't get out of that doghouse, but oh, in the car, great. we have some, we get some like you know hard to hard talks, but you know, no, this is you know this is bullshit, right? You know what they're talking about school is bullshit. So yeah, Dad, I dude, know. Least, I mean, what's what's great though is it'd be so funny to see that on a video, but then you'd be outing yourself with your wife, you know, like like getting her practicing cuss words with her dad outside of the ear earshot of her mom would just be so funny. I would totally love to see somebody awkward with dick face, and then by the end of the session, be you know rolling off that motherfucking piece of shit. You know, like yeah. that, that really would just be so funny, but you can't do it. Otherwise the mom's going to kill you. You know what? I think when she turns 18, it's fair game. Yeah. So I know for by 18, she's heard, heard everything and seen everything. She writes a public school bus. All right. Yeah. There's nothing that she hasn't heard that, that I haven't said that she hasn't heard already. Right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know full well. 
Yeah, and especially sex stuff too. I mean, I guess it's the same way with, you know, teaching your kids about sex. If you're not doing it early enough, they're going to get the teaching elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing: like media and and TV, the internet, they're going to beat us to it. Unfortunately, like it's yeah. the moment they give a kid a phone, assume that they have full reign on everything. You can have your best intention as a parent. Because I'm going to put blocks on my kid's phone. Good. But you're not putting blocks in other kids. <laughs> the older, the, the the friend's older brother or sister is exactly is, is got the phone open. Yeah. Yeah. So can't like, really, oh, you don't got this believe- shit on your phone. Let me show you this shit. I'm <laughs> can't believe your parents can't let you watch Matrix. It's read it <laughs> back in 20 years ago. Um, but I know full well that she's going to be exposed to this stuff. So might as well kind of preemptively, preemptively uh, talk to her about it and be mature about it. Like have, you know, not be like, oops, I can't believe I can't say that. Like if you're going to say a motherfucker, call somebody a motherfucker, you know, yeah. call somebody an ass, call somebody an ass nugget, right? That's a great, that's a good <laughs> bird, an ass nugget. If you get ass burned nugget. at school for that, if you get burned at school for that, tell the teacher to call me. Now I'm going to tell the teacher, well, was Billy an ass nugget? Does he look like one? <laughs> right. Before he suspend my daughter for I call him one. Is he, is he an ass nugget? Oh yeah. Kevin Hart had a bit about that. It was so funny. Like, uh, but the mom told Kevin Hart to pass on to something to the teacher. Yeah. Like, like yeah. The, the mom was, you know, like the, I don't know, the teacher said, did something like, tell your parent this. And the parent was like, you tell the teacher this. And it was so funny to see. But I mean, I guess um, the, the bigger question is like, you know, like, you know, what somebody looks like nude or whatever. It's not that important. Like, it's almost like you have to teach her the larger concepts of like, you know, consent when it comes to sex and stuff like that, like, and, or, or how not to be, you know, sexist or something. And, and is it, are you concerned that anything in your act about the strip club, even if it might be a little bit blue, like, did you, were you careful on stage to make sure you were not denigrating to women? Cause I would think that yes, your daughter yes. would be able to pick up on that, <laughs> even if you're playing a character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because here are the things that the character, like that particular joke on stage, I'm in a fish out of water. Like I know for well that I should not be there because I'm not the person who's hooping the hollering like, yo, 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 make that ass dance. I'm like, listen, this person could be a client, right? Yeah, the whole, yeah. all the dancers could be clients. They have back pain. They have neck pain, right? <laughs> right. They're wearing clear heels, which are not ergonomic, right? Sooner or later, they're going to have neat orthotics, right? Um, so you were careful actually, to kind of make, because you knew that at some point your, your kids would be listening to this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, at, you know, at this age, at, at 15, 16, she is, I believe she's mature enough to distinguish, Hey, this is the character versus this is, you know, real life. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, when we, when we watch a movie about, you know, we watch the sounds of the lambs watch a movie, you know, that's not real life. That's okay. There's, there's fiction, there's reality type of thing. Yeah. And it's like having a parent who's an actor, you know, and the actor happens to be the guy who does the movie it. <laughs> right <laughs> daddy are you a clown dad like can you imagine if that kid cannot separate clowns yeah. from their father yeah. yeah so so you know i figured that this is the age and we got to have mature talks especially in the industry mature talks with with the families but hey listen what i say and do on stage is a embellishment is a character it's not reality there's some little hints of truth a little bit a little bit of spice elements of truth yeah. but more hyperbole like tons more hyperbole and some of it is, is a little bit inappropriate just to make people uh you know chuckle a little bit like yeah the embellishment shock could though. include a little you know maybe certain things that i would say you know you would you'd say in anger but you shouldn't say in, in polite company um, and yeah, i guess absolutely. you know when you're talking about like polite conduct and stuff like that one of your other things here is that love, you know ending arguments with a with a woman now tell me um, <laughs> if i'm trying to end an argument with with a woman should i just kind of say i'm sorry or should i say you're right or do those things not end arguments these are things i'm taking directly off his topic list <laughs> 
Dude, take notes, right? Because yes, um, teach yeah, me. This I don't got a after, wife, man. You got to teach me, bro. After 21 years of marriage, I just finally <laughs> figured out that the argument continues even after you say I'm sorry, right? Just the top. The topic's not closed. Saying because you know, as guys, you know, you know, just for the sake of when we get in an argument and going around in circles, and realize, yo, I'm not going to win. This is not going anywhere. Let's just wave your wife flag and concede. Yeah, like say I apologize. You know, I was wrong. You're right about this point. You know, let's just agree to disagree. I, you know, I. Oh, that couple, was never right? going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's agree so, to disagree. It's like, no, nah, man, we are going to agree at some point. But here's what happens afterwards. You say, I'm sorry. And I really realized, realized this the other day. Her response is, no, I get that. But you understand my point, right? You understand. <laughs> I was like, I just waved the white flag. I said, I said, I'm sorry. Like, I just, you know, can we go on? Can we move on? She really you know, needs like, you to agree with her, right? Yeah, that's, that's essentially what she's saying. Like, I need she you wants to consensus. say, yeah. Yeah, she, they, they want consensus. Because they because know you have to move forward battle. as kind of a, a unit, a united front against the kids, at least. Um, do you know what? This was even about something, not even about the kids, something benign, like, you know, dance is not a sport, something ridiculous, right? <laughs> but the fact is that it's a battle. Women enjoy the battle. We want to get the war done and over with. Like, we're waving the white flag saying, listen, uh, can we finish the war? I concede. I want to protect my village. I want to protect my people. I want to make sure that no more damage is done to my homeland. And the person who won the war is like, now we got to raise this shit. Um, I got a Hiroshima. Everybody, like you guys know who's in charge. Like, like scorched earth. I'm gonna scorch this. I'm gonna scorch this earth. Like, yeah, you need to know I'm in charge. I'm gonna take your soul. I'm gonna take your ego. I'm gonna take your dignity, and just eviscerate it so that in case it rises up, you remember exactly how this pain feels about losing a war with me. That's oh, what women no. think about when they're doing arguments. Do you think it's I that? Think. I mean, or is there something more like? Um... <laughs> I really, I don't feel united with this guy if he, he's thinking this thing that I think is totally wrong. And then when you come around to her side, she's like, oh, there we go. We're a couple again. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything like that? Because yours sounds pretty, yours, yours sounds pretty evil. Like the woman. Yeah, mine, like, mine no, is pretty no, dark. Mine, I need to fuck him up the butt. Yeah. Yeah, mine is dark. Mine, you know, here's the yours thing, is like, dark. You know, yeah, dark. Yeah. Well, it's, there's ego involved those guys. And I, I, you know, my ego's on the line sometimes. And, and usually, I think that I can protect my ego by just conceding and saying sorry and admitting fault, you, you know, just so we can, we can move on. Right. Yeah. Um, no, that's not enough. Like now you got to be late for work. Right. Now you got to miss <laughs> the game because you're going to finish the conversation. See, that's, that's the, that's the salt that, on the yeah, mood. Yeah. That can be a little bit evil. Like, like I would think that maybe there, there could be an inclination to be like, all right, well, his friends are taking priority today at the very least. I can kind of chip away at that by making him late to this game. Like, all yes. right, all right. Like, I'm finally agreeing to let him go to this game, but at the very least, he's going to be fucking late to that game. Yes, yeah, I got to go. Listen, we got to finish the discussion. Baby girl, I'm on the I'm on the toilet. Can I take a shit in private? <laughs> no, we got to table this. We got to eat this. We're at a it's funeral. Like, I know we're at a funeral. Listen, oh, we got to no. finish the discussion. We got to finish this shit. So, I mean, mm. I mean, so what's the non-evil way, though? Like, is there a non-evil spin on that? Like, why, uh, why do they have spin. to? Why do they? I mean, is it because they want they want to come together like? Is it really that bad to disagree about something? Like, why is agree to disagree the worst thing that they could hear? And we're generalizing, of course. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it's just uh, there's no winners and losers, right? It's right. <laughs> like, you know, some people are competitive. Some people are like, hey, I just like playing the game. Um, I'm a person kind of like, hey, I like to just show up and play the game. Yeah, there's winners and losers, but I just want to be a participant in this game. You're like, no, but no, you need to recognize some... who won and who lost. Exactly. There's okay. winners and losers, which is the main difference between sports and dance, right? The sport has winners and losers. 
dance has no winners and losers. You Yay. enjoy dance. You're athletic, but it's not a sport. You're not going to see someone lose. Right. But, I, no but I love like it took you 21 years. And so, you know, kind of how is the marriage until now? And now that you realized it, like, are you going to just what's yes or to death? Be like, yeah, I agree with you. Like she'll, she'll be able to see it's insincere. She'll always get you to kind of, all right. Yeah. I disagree. And then finally come around to agreement three months later. Like, well, like, yeah. So at what point, you know, how did you learn this? Did you learn it the hard way? Is this stuff making its way into your act? Like, can you talk about uh, your wife on stage? Do you know what? I, I do it very rarely. Maybe this is going to be the first joke Good. that I'll bring my wife on stage. This okay. actually, it took a long time, right? Because okay. it took her a while to really accept and understand it. And understand comedy is not just, this is not just like, um, I'm passing fad. It's not a hobby. It's really, it's, it's a potential vocation, side hustle, eventually main hustle, but it's a long game. So yeah. she really didn't understand that, but it took a long time to respect it. Oh, okay. Right. So, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't expect a spouse to fully understand what it means to be a comedian and the struggle and the strife and, and just the time it takes, but at least respect the hustle. Right. Yeah. So it took her time to get around to that. Um, but no, like for most of my life, I've been passive aggressive. It took me a long time to come out of my shell and, and to be really, really aggressive. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be it's plain still, old aggressive. <laughs> well, after 40, like you get to a certain point where you're like, I don't give a fuck. Right. Like you have yeah. a certain uh, era of terms of, I'm going to say something and I'm going to care so much about you. I don't care what you think about me. So yeah. when I reached that threshold, my comedy changed. Oh. And then I had the free reign to be more authentic, open on stage. And <sighs> it really, it, it flipped the switch. And that happened when I was in Singapore. That started happening in Singapore. And Why? Why did it happen in Singapore? Well, you know, Singapore is, Singapore was uh, the part of my life when I was, I, I worked remotely. I've separated from my family. I chose to work abroad overseas on a work assignment as a chiropractor. Great opportunity, but it was a challenge because I was apart from my family. But I knew football was going to make some money, right? Yeah. Uh, long story short, that two-year contract turned into four years, and then of course extra strain. Uh, I was working a lot, and then finally I had to say, "Listen, I needed it. I needed an outlet." Yeah. And, uh, and then I refound comedy after a 21-year hiatus. Wow. Comedy. So I rediscovered comedy in Singapore. I was like, you know what? This is. It felt good. I had that. I had. The, I had the butterflies. I had that angst. Um, but then when I got off stage, like, yo, this is this is freeing. Wow. Um, so when I did that, and before I got into that, I did talk to my wife from Brevard. I said, listen, I'm going to do comedy, but I need your, I need your okay that I'm going to be saying stuff authentically. I'm going to be cussing and using words I don't normally use at home, but it's a context of comedy. Could he be yeah. okay with that? So when I got that okay from her, then I was able to be more transparent, authentic on stage and just be more, more free. And have you re um, to, revisited that? Have you said, let's get this on tape, your agreement that I can be authentic on stage? Or have you kind of- I regret that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's open back up occasionally. You're like, this it's is me being authentic. You're like, what are you saying that shit on stage <laughs> for? You're like, this is me being authentic. It's like, oh, well, you should probably bring this stuff up with me at home first, right? Like, yeah. is there any of that? It's like you, you kind of expressing an, a, resent, a resentment <laughs> or something. And you're like, you should have told me too, because then you could be authentic in both places. Well, fortunately, I haven't really crossed any lines yet. Or okay. like I've been cognizant about, all right, if I'm going to talk about kids, I'm going to be talking about it in a, in a in a way that's relatable to other parents. They can't yeah. deny. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm going to be talking about marriage, I'm going to be talking about general in general, that that she can't deny the fact that women yeah. like to argue and like they get their upper hand. Like there's, you know, there's certain banners I know I can work within, but then anything intimate, I I don't need to pull into my act on my stage. That's, that's actually there's only one bit. There's only there's only one bit that's somewhat <laughs> intimate. That's because she's a chiropractor too. Ah, um, bring yeah. her right into the strip club, man. I got to see a video of you two in the strip club, both being chiropractors, 
like like <laughs> if we see that will you post that to dc comedy on instagram or twitter dude i probably will if, if i end up in an establishment a gentleman's establishment yeah and you see me in that establishment i'm gonna have a business card in hand just so that you know that i'm following up with my intention like, listen this is a this tax write-off this is marketing baby girl daddy's trying to earn a living put foot on the table do you have one dollar bills um, uh, i'm doing this as a research bit honey i'm doing this research. we're doing a video for my, my hilarious joke that you know about now let's uh I just forget you saw me in the strip club i was doing it for research this is, don't mind the glitter baby girl don't mind the glitter don't mind the glitter we follow them everywhere at dc comedy but also dccomedy.com and do you have any shows coming up in singapore uh yes yes do i do i'm glad you went back over yes. there I am going back for a Chinese New Year. So I'm going to, I'm doing a tour. It's called a uh, chicken waffles and durian tour, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm getting up Singapore, right? It's the durian is the smelly fruit, the nastiest yeah. fruit. Oh, the most smelly. Asian thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely a uh, regional. It's definitely a regional reference. Okay. So Singapore first, uh, I'm going to be at the lemon stand on the 20th and the 21st, two nights there. I'm also going to be at uh, East coast comedy, which is two main clubs in Singapore right now. Um, so I'm going to be doing that on the 2021st in the middle of Chinese new year. So if you're hearing this, you know, live abroad, dude, show up and show up, man. Love to hear some, get your support, get some love, some laughs while you escape family. Um, and then I'll be in Malaysia, which is Penang. Uh, hitting the stage with some uh, heavy uh, comics there from from uh, Penang and Malaysia, and then Bangkok. So then I'm gonna oh wrap it up my Lord. stories in Bangkok. Yeah, so it's Dude, a, you're just gonna trip. earn your chops, man. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you doing it just everywhere, and the fact that you can find an outlet you know, abroad, you know, be like, dude, I really, I'm busting out here. I've been away from my family two to four years. I need to get on stage and let go of this angst. That's such a great kind of comedy. It's like your second comedy, you know, it's like your second origin story or something. The fact that you need it as an outlet. That is just so cool. Thank you for mentioning an origin story. I couldn't really pinpoint the word that best describes like how that started, but really you're right. It is an, it is an origin story. I never knew that I had one. So thank you for attaching. Oh, it, it, yeah, it took me a while to find it, but I found it. And then, but no, here on Instagram, this is so funny. If you go to DC Comedy on Instagram, I crack jokes and spines. That's, that's you DC. You're a chiropractor in a strip club. DC, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, appreciate it, Brian. Listen, peace out. Staying connected here and love your shows, brother. Keep it up.